welcome to the STR Data Lab. Well, hello there, AirDNA data nerds. It's I, Mariah Kamei, and I have a special treat for you today in this week's episode. Just in time for the fourth annual Short Tease with a Z, as they say in the UK, Short Tease Awards in London, April 26th, we sat down with none other than the famous Paul Stevens, editor of the Short-Term Rentals, with another Z, news publication. I think most of you are familiar with it. Paul and I talked about everything. We got philosophical, not surprising for two, you know, industry folks such as ourselves. Of course, we talk a little bit about what's in store for the shorties, but most importantly, we talked about what he's seen as some trends based on his reporting in the industry. So without further ado, my friends, please enjoy this latest episode. On to the show. Well, hello, Paul Stevens. My friend, I haven't seen you since Vegas. This is so love. What a lovely surprise to have you on the podcast today. We were just talking about how this isn't this isn't your first podcast. It isn't mine. We're gonna have some fun today. I what I love about our podcast is it's like crazy authentic. So it's just like two friends talking today. And I would love to know what the heck is up with Paul Stevens, my friend. Firstly, let me just make sure that people know who you are because Jamie Lane yelled at me the other day. He was like, you forgot to introduce me. And I was like, Jamie, I just assumed everyone knew who you were. So before I make that assumption, folks, again, why are you in for a treat today is that we are talking to Paul Stevens, the editor of Short-Term Rentals. I think most of you probably are aware of that publication and are following it which is part of international hospitality media. Paul, you've been in this business for a while, but I don't know your origin story. I don't know what in the heck possessed you, or maybe somebody pulled you into this world. Tell me, how did you get involved in this crazy business? Um, no, well, firstly, really good to um, see you again, Mariah. I mean, Vegas, I don't really know. It doesn't feel like uh, what, five, six months ago since... Well, you're probably glad actually that we're turning the tables on on, the, on this interview as well. Uh, oh, this is this is a very good point you bring up. Usually, Paul is interviewing people, and now he's in the hot seat. I've prepared my face and everything, and the lighting just specially for you as well. <laughs> no, yes. Um, so I'm editor of a website called Short Term Rentals, and that's rentals with a Z. I mean, don't don't ask me why. Why it's the Z, but it's it's our um, USP, I guess. And yes, we're part of International Hospitality Media Group, which we basically have four B two B websites in hospitality and real estate. And I think your viewers will be most familiar with short term rentals. But then we also go into um, boutique hotels with boutique hotel news, service departments with service department news, and urban living. So pretty much everything else urban living news. So yeah, short-term rentals, I was just thinking about it. And actually, I've been <laughs> in the industry now for like four and a half years or something, which That's a has, long time. has flown by. And I mean, this has been a complete roller coaster a couple of years. And you look back, that was late 2018. And at that time, of course, I had experience booking short-term rentals and we knew what Airbnb was. But since then, you know, the whole knowledge of this industry has increased the investments increased in the sector you know we've sort of had to become almost experts talking about 
Brexit, COVID, Ukraine, wars, financial crises. Um, so it's very much, you know, you have to stray from your comfort zone with this job, but I'm very happy to, to be in this industry and happy to be here with you today. Oh, you know what the else I forgot to warn our listeners about is that you just have a lovely, I mean, for me as a terrible American, I just love listening to you talk and like <laughs> this Ned versus a Z. It's, this is fabulous, Paul. We we still say Gen Z though, don't we? I think that's funny. In in UK, like people don't really say Gen Z. That's just something that occurred to me anyway. This is well. Firstly, I think let's make this happen. Gen Z, <laughs> I'm gonna start using it. <laughs> I just yeah, I like I try to like you know just ingrain myself into who the culture of whomever I'm speaking to. So if I start talking with an accent, I apologize in advance. No no no, oh. we we love all accents. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's I, I love meeting people from all over the world this is this is the best part of the job for me oh my gosh well and this is the best part i think yeah of like the advantage you have is that you are taking a global view on the short-term rental industry and i love what you just brought up right which is that like you know you're trying to report on something very very specific which is short-term rentals however there's quite a lot of big macro things happening including a war in ukraine and Brexit and COVID that that impact what's happening in the short-term rental business. And hey, four years makes you an OG, I'd say, in this place. <laughs> I mean, oh, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a first for me, so I'll, I'll take that from you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny how, you know, whatever is, is news is something that, you know, we're covering travel and hospitality, but whole, the whole knowledge of, of this sector Everything is so inextricably linked to sort of travel and, and short-term rentals related yeah. to, to politics or related to sport or related to, you know, the economy and all sorts of tensions as well. So, but lots of opportunities within the market. And I think there are some fantastic people that I, I've met throughout the last couple of years doing, doing amazing things. And, um, it's great when you can be on platforms like this and really, really highlight some of the, the innovators and people making a difference. Oh my gosh, I love that. Well, that was, it's funny because it's almost like you may have kind of known where my brain was going. Because <laughs> I was like, I was like, what, what about this particular industry is exciting for you? But, and I think you bring up a really good point, right? Which is that you're out there sort of, you know, getting the beat, getting the pulse, and you're able to, you know, celebrate the innovation that's been happening in the industry. Yeah, completely. I I love this industry. I love like the diversity of people that you meet. You know, what we talk about with say, you know, issues perhaps in wider circles, like we see maybe not so many women in, in senior positions or um, so much diversity in panels or, you know, you see so many different ages as well. And I think the short-term rental industry is sort of ahead of the curve from what I've seen. There's obviously still a long way to go with, with some of the issues as well. But this is an industry that's really rich. Um, everyone gets along pretty well. E even competitors, I think, on, on the whole, <laughs> maybe, maybe not in, in every sense, but um, you, you go along to these events and it's just crazy how everyone knows each other or you know someone first through through LinkedIn and then you meet each other and it's like your best friends already. And um, yeah, it's an industry I love being part of and, and it's evolving so quickly all the time, which puts us as, as journalists and people in the media in a really good position to um, educate or inform or 
yeah, just just let everyone know what's happening in, in wider short-term mental spectrum. I love that. Yeah, I mean, we certainly rely on you as a news source to understand sort of what's happening. And it, it is very easy to get sort of myopically focused on your own little market or your own little world. And, you know, again, to take maybe like more of a nationalistic approach, right? Like what's happening in the U.S.? And then it's like, oh, right, there's all this other stuff happening across the globe. And yes, let's celebrate. That. You're right. There's a lot of camaraderie in this industry. There's a lot of like we're in this together. It is a small industry, a small big industry is what I would call it because it's. It always, <laughs> I always am laughing as I, a I, new. I, excellent, excellent uh, definition of it. I think <laughs> a small big world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you know, I think you know, I'm not here to do. Or shameless plugs, but I, I love no, what please do. You got, we love a shameless plug. I, I, I love what you guys are doing at Air DNA and the oh, well, especially if it's not us. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> the data that you're putting out and you know the reports, your, your your whole team is doing some fantastic work that makes life for us sometimes quite easy as as editors and for us just to see the data that's happening in in Europe and what, what markets are performing well or where occupancy ADR are the comparison with with the US markets and, and elsewhere as well I know if I'm writing a story about what's happening in a particular country or a, a market then I, I can come to you and yeah I appreciate and the work that you're doing as well as well as all the other data providers and people that are supporting us and our, our stories mm, this is a very well thank you firstly again definitely if it's a shameless plug about me please do. <laughs> <laughs> we, you weren't expecting that <laughs> yeah i was i thought it was about it was going to be about you but we're we're going to get to that this, but i one of the things that sort of just sparked something for me in that is like we make a great team right because you're out there and like anecdotal is too little of a word, right? But you're out there sort of like feeling things out. Like, what am I hearing on the street? What are people telling me? You know, you're collecting your own type of data, like qual data, let's call it qualitative data around what's happening in the business. And then the reason we make a good team is then you can sort of validate and verify some of that, as many journalists do, with our quantitative data. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So that's cool. Ah, geez. Perfect team. Absolutely. No, I, I love the work you, you guys are doing. Well, thank you. And we love the work that you're doing. And I want to talk a little bit about, again, like I was like, Paul Stevens knows what's up in this business. <laughs> so what has been the biggest change that has maybe like sort of struck you in the last year? Because I've been in this business for 18 months. And so I'm definitely a noob. The tables are <laughs> turned here, Paul. I'm the noob. And I am like, wow, things changed a lot for me in 18 months. So What's your perspective on what's the biggest what's the biggest difference this year? It's probably hard to identify one thing. We, we cover like the whole breadth of news that you'll see. You'll see M um, and A and investment. You'll see you know we we cover regulations. We cover or any any type of legislation to be fair. Many supplier or um, technology property management stories. I think. The investment landscape is very interesting as well, because I'll probably say this with the other trends. It's not maybe been a big shift, but it's just a continuation of a lot of things. And I think on the investment side, from the stuff that I, I'm hearing, and sometimes we, we actually don't always get all the news until it comes out of it. There's an embargo on it. 
but um, right, right. there's plenty of, of M&A happening all, all the time in, in the sector as well. And, and it doesn't even tend to necessarily refer to just one section of the industry. It could be, I mean, we see property managers of all sorts raising capital at the moment. We see, um, you know, tech providers, people who are innovating and providing new solutions to the market, particularly in the AI or chat GPT, all sorts essentially. And yeah, so we're seeing investment really across across the sphere and something we're really, really interested in at the moment is sort of the, I don't even know if you can call it alternative types of lodging at the moment, but I know in, in AirDNA that you've talked about unique types of accommodation performing well. We're looking at holiday parks or, hol- or or camping, glamping type companies, which are raising so much money now in the fact that it raises a lot of ideas for us. And we're seeing people, again, wanting to escape back to nature. That's probably something that has continued from the pandemic when we were more restricted in the sorts of travel um, that we could do. Although I think the urban players are starting to raise again, and, and that the M&A is, is also quite quite evident in that space but on an, on the other side something that we're always covering on short-term rentals is is the regulatory landscape as well and maybe we see this differently to what is seen in in the states but if you weren't already covering it but um the european commission is is going through this this period of i think it's 27 um, eu member states who it, it's going through a couple of stages but um I think we're moving closer to a more uniform version of regulations across these states. And really, we're just looking at what the, the impact um, is going to be. I think this is a, a, se- a sector that is in a bit of an inflection point right now. We're just waiting yeah. to see what, what's going to happen with that. I love that description of it. So, yeah, I think like just like taking it from the top, right, like you hit so many core, you know, sort of parts of what is changing and why we're in an inflection point, right? Which is, you know, the M&A and just sort of the consolidation of what was, you know, historically a little bit of a fragmented business, right? Which is super, super interesting and definitely demarking and maturation of the industry as well. And then talking about that technology component, right? Where people are now looking at what what it, what the robots can do? We're all scared about what the robots can do. Well, okay, maybe I'm I'm, I'm old. We talk about that. Well, um, so I'm a little frightened by the robots. But you know exactly that, right? Like, what can technology do to improve the efficiency in this business? And then the changes in just like the consumer behavior, right? The consumer being travelers and how you know their desires have changed. What you know, we can shed from COVID that we will, you know, kind of go back to quote unquote normal, like urban travel. And, you know, we're all ready to go back to cities and what we're also holding on to from COVID and what we really appreciated maybe about how we adjusted our travel behavior during COVID. Right. I spent, I spent a lot more time. In the woods. Um, I do live in a state, Colorado, where there is a lot of woods. Yep. <laughs> and then finally, yes, that regulation piece. And I think what's so, so valuable about what you're doing is that people need to understand like what is happening on a macro level as well as a micro level. Super fascinating. And I, I want to know more from you about the European Commission because, you know, I was talking to a, a fellow the other day about this and, you know, he was saying what is nice about, he's in Arizona, the state. And he said, one of the things that's nice about that is they actually have blanket rules for the state. 
So he's like, it just makes it a little easier for people when it's when the rules are so fragmented is really hard to understand. Conversely, when the rules are fragmented, everybody feels like they are doing what's best for their little tiny county, city, state. Absolutely. And I think I think you've hit the nail on the head, particularly in the, in the first thing that you're saying, when a lot of these those trends that were popping up during COVID. And I remember thinking, you know, in, in those early days of COVID, I mean, we kind of thought, how are we going to cover the industry? What is the news going to be like? Is it going to be this spate of liquidations, administrations, job cuts? And there, there was that to be fair as well. But um, some of those trends that we're starting to see, the move for more domestic travel, the growth in supply, a, a lot of these things are still happening as well. But at the same time, the world is a very different place as well to to pre-COVID, and it doesn't need me to, to say that as well. But you know, the shifts that we're seeing in the in data, what, what you're doing at AirDNA, in technology and AI, I'm really interested. We just hosted a, a webinar this week on predictive hospitality and looking at you know what sort of data are people going to be looking at moving forward? What's going to be useful for them? And you can have past looking data, you can have forward looking data and, and really, I mean, I was educating myself during this session in, in particular, but um, there, there's a lot of interesting things happening there and, and the evolution is happening all the time. I think sort of to answer your, your the second part of the, um, the question as well. well but... Firstly, kudos for you for remembering. I don't know. <laughs> <what you> remember. <laughs> no, it was um, the regulations at the moment in yeah. the European Commission. Um, it has to go through so many stages and sort of um, lots of different approvals and, and votes. So we're very much waiting to see. I think the the rules, to my knowledge, have been approved. And there is a sense sometimes like there's a hostility towards short-term rentals in certain markets across Europe. But mm. the, the, very much the consensus is that the industry does not oppose regulations, you know, of any kind, but it has to be proportional to, Ooh, that's a good one. you know, to, to all sorts of accommodation types as well. And, and for a, an industry segment that has done so well during COVID and supported key workers, supported groups, supported families, corporate travelers, this is an industry that deserves respect. And, you know, I just hope that whatever is the result of this in Europe, that the, the industry is, is respected and it can keep on its growth trajectory. That was, wow, I love that. That was so well said. It's almost, <laughs> it's almost like you write things that sound good for a living. Um. <laughs> well, it's um, sort of the perception could be that you're, and this isn't in, in my words, but people can see you as some sort of, uh, well, you call it an OG or, or an expert of some sort. Of that. <laughs> that isn't how I see it at all, but it's just someone who can, I oversee really what's happening in, in the industry and your job is to know a little about a lot of things rather than a lot about a few things. So if, if I'm not always able to go into detail, hopefully I can give a sense of, of what people are, are talking about with me and, and the, the general state of mind in the industry. Oh my goodness. Well, and that's very, it's incredibly valuable, I think to your point, right? Because there are quite a few people in this industry that, you know, know a lot about something very specific and, you know, your ability to sort of zoom out and look at the forest through the trees. I also love an analogy, so I apologize in advance. I love analogies too. Keep it up. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Now we're cooking. Um, 
You bring up a really, really good point, right? And I think there is a little bit of a misnomer, right? And also sometimes people, I do think, confuse the issue, right? Which is just like, no, regulations have to be bad. They cannot be good, right? Or we're against them. And I think what you're saying is that like, we're for regulations that seem fair and proportional to the regulations that are already put on other industries in the business. Yeah, I, so I think and we work closely with with some of the advocacy organisations um, within the industry, and we love to see the strength of these industry um, organisations coming together, whether that's hosting events and having regulation highlighted prominently or on panels. I was lucky enough to be um, in on a recording of uh, one of Matt Landau's podcasts um, at BRMA in Las Vegas and seeing what you know, they're doing with Dana from Rent Responsibly. And um, you had J Jamie from Air DNA was there and, and these round tables. And people have big voices um, in this industry as well. The growth of podcasts and media. You see, everyone is kind of becoming content creators in their own right as well. And these, these voices, if we can unite everyone together, I think that's really for the, for the benefit of the whole industry. And, um, you know, there, there'll always be authorities, organizations who maybe want to slap more stringent regulations on us. But I think if we can get in a, a healthy dialogue, dialogue with them and really show the strength and the, the solidarity of, the, of, of this whole industry, then we'll be in a better place for it. I love that. No, it's such a good point. And yeah, major shout out to Matt and Matt Lando and Dana Lubner because they have done, I think, to your point, just that, right? Which is like, can we get organized around this? Can we sort of have, instead of just like a couple of big voices talking about it, can we get sort of a resounding drum beat and bring things together? Because again, historically, that's been the challenge, right, for the industry is that we are so decentralized and like, okay, like, is, you know, and so having a cause to unite us, I think one is great. And then having people like Rhett responsibly, responsibly, um, you knew what I was trying to say. I, I did. Absolutely. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Paul. Uh, having folks like Rent Responsibly, Dana, sorry, I promise I know how to say your company's name. Wait, is this getting out, edited out? No, I mean, this part in, you know, maybe, I mean, like I said, we, we edit only just a little, 20%. 20% of this is edited, listeners. The rest of it is off the cuff. <laughs> yeah, again, again, I completely um, go along with what you're saying as well there, Mariah, because this industry it is, what was it you're saying there? It's a small, big, big world. And, you know, I think what we're do, trying to do at short-term rentals as well, you know, we, we have our, our website and we're covering news and we're doing different types of media as well. But with things like the awards that we're doing, the shorties as well, we really want to, you know, bring, I, I think it's great when there's opportunities to bring the whole industry together as well. And there's, you know, when I went across to VRMA International in October, it was fantastic to see so many people. And this is on a scale that I'd really never anticipated as well. There was no chance of being able to speak to everyone there. But, um, you know, and we've got the, the Short Stay Summit, which is probably our closest here in the UK. But, um, you know, with our awards, when we're able to collect entries from literally, we've had Australia, New Zealand, South America, um, US, and get everyone together to, you know, really celebrate achievement or recognize the contributions that people are making. I think this is a really good industry to be in. Yeah, that's huge. And I think it is so nice to take a minute, right, to to celebrate that and sort of 
bring more awareness to, you know, folks that are doing really great work in the business in, in several different categories. I think what's great about the shorties is it probably covers nearly every topic possible. I mean, I, mean, I, I think so. I mean, we're, up to, we're up to 20 <laughs> categories and we still have people suggesting different things. And you know, <laughs> at some point we are going to just have to cut it off and that will be that. But there's we've always kind of got to follow the market and if there are interesting trends developing like for example we had um and i know this is also relevant to you but we have a rentalpreneur award for the first time and uh, i mean our awards are always about being as inclusive and diverse as possible and this was a segment that we saw there probably wasn't enough emphasis being placed on these you know traditional hosts uh, essentially they're not the big property managers but they are hosts in their own right and they're renting out properties and they might be scaling their portfolios and they're a big part of this this industry as well so um you know we're delighted to, to bring in that award for the first time i love i love 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 this because i think that was one of the things that really sort of struck me again it's sort of being a little bit i mean what's interesting about i think both you and i and Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> We're not actually like I don't have a short-term rental property right now. Like part of the reason I'm doing this podcast is because I want everyone to tell me how to do it so I can do it. <laughs> well, you're doing a smashing job. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. But like you know, as a consequence of that, we have a little less skin in the game, so to speak. So what was so interesting to me, you know, and full transparency, and again, I'm not trying to be controversial, but but sort of the very much like the division, right, that sometimes feels like it gets over highlighted in the business and maybe because it's provocative between like, oh, what's a rentalpreneur or like an individual host versus like a property manager or vacation rental manager. And like, you know, because um, and, and rightfully so, maybe there's a lot of people out there that say, look, before Airbnb was a thing, I was doing this. Like, this isn't a new thing. Airbnb is not the new thing. However, Airbnb's done an amazing job of bringing, you know, that type of business, our business, into the mainstream. And they've done an incredible job, hopefully providing folks with an opportunity for upward mobility as a consequence. And they've provided a bunch of travelers with alternative options, to your point. So I love this idea of like, let's bring ourselves together. Let's celebrate both sides of that fence, which I think is where you're, you're, yeah, um, you're headed with that, I, yeah, I think. Uh, totally. I, I mean, as as a journalist, I, I've got to be impartial on on these these different matters. But nevertheless, you you do see, you know, rightly or wrongly, maybe some some Airbnb bashing at times, and perhaps some of that is, there there is some merit. But um, of course, this isn't an industry that just started in in two thousand eight when Airbnb started to to launch up. But I think at, at the same time, whether you agree with everything, every decision that they're making along the way. But there's still an industry that has really accelerated just in the last couple of years. I've been in this now coming up to five years and, you know, product launches. I, I think I think whatever anyone would say as well is if there's one person you listen to in this industry, forget short-term rentals for a minute, but <laughs> Brian Chesky on, on Twitter or any communication channel, he is always ahead of the game with the with the latest trends and with the the real innovations within the sector as well and um i mean even he's to some extent now a rentalpreneur he's he's hosting people within his own home ah, as well he's back so, in the biz yeah and and encouraging digital nomads to travel around and, and stay in different airbnb listings but 
yeah, whether, whether you agree or not, Airbnb has this huge marketing and PR machine that the, the impact of that, I think, is, yeah, we, we, prob we probably don't even know the impact of it at the moment. So, Paul, what I love, love, love about what you're saying right now is I'm getting this sort of thread, like I'm starting to connect some dots here. And what is really, really interesting about all the things we're talking about, which is technology, right, regulation, and, you know, Airbnb, and like, the reality of those, all three of those are those are outstanding factors that a lot of people in this business may or may not have control over, right? Like those are things that are happening, can feel like they're happening to us as people operating in this industry. And what's, what's sort of like what's striking me at the moment is that like you can either sort of try to ignore them or try to bash them and try not to get involved in them, or you can embrace that there's a change of coming and evolve along with them, right? Yeah. It was, uh, I think it was um, in, in Vegas, wasn't it? We were talking about the Airbnb, what, what was it? Airbnb bash. Um, yes. Airbnb. Airbnb bust. Airbnb, Airbnb bust. Airbnb yes, bust, ex which, exactly. you know, Jamie and I are rebranding it. It's Airbnb really? boom. Was, Airbnb was, the, boom. was the Airbnb bust originally your, your word? No. Your no, no. I mean, I know the Twitter handle, but we're not going to call it. <laughs> yeah. No, exactly. It's an industry that Airbnb has, whether we like it or not, played a part in, in the growth and the awareness of the industry. And you know, separately, sort of the regulatory, I think the scrutiny on, on this industry, and right, rightly so, there should be scrutiny with, with any industry or business. But it has maybe helped other booking platforms or other, other hosts, other rental planners who wanted to scale portfolio they can look at the success that airbnb has had and maybe they can take learnings from it or maybe they they can take take it their own route as well and every, everyone has their own business model and their own direction that they want to go in so yeah i think hopefully that's the impartial answer i can give you <laughs> i like it i know you were like don't try to bait me into a non-impartial <laughs> answer it's, it's usually me trying to well maybe not bait but uh provoke Yes, <laughs> man with the right words. Um, I know. Again, Paul, you're doing such a great job. Again, you're going to have so much more empathy next time you interview someone. You're going to be like, oh, I see how this is. So I, I also hopefully am playing fair. I want to pull more on the thread of the technology because I, so one, selfishly, I'm like, OK, so you did this amazing webinar. And what what is it? Where are we going? What's, what's the answer? What are people looking for in terms of data and technology? I have to think about that now. <laughs> um, God, it, I said it was be nice, and then apparently I'm not. No, it, it's hard. <laughs> go, go, go back to some of my notes, actually, and just, just have a think. Webinar we were doing on, yes, it was, it was Tuesday, and we called it um, Data with Destiny, Predicting Ooh, the Future an of alliteration. Our Industry. So I, I, I mean, I love these. <laughs> This is one of the best parts of webinars. You have complete control over titles, but um, <laughs> I, th I think data with destiny is is such a sort of hits exactly where the the, the sweet spot of where we were trying to get because companies, I mean, everyone relies on data at the end of the day in in, in this industry as well, and people are maybe just looking at you know what is the data that we need, how can we deploy this as efficiently as possible. Um, we had home to go as well, uh, MetaSearch company based out of Germany as well. And they were providing some, some really fascinating insights on 
how they're providing a more personalized curated selection of vacation rentals around the world so it's there's all this data around how are you scraping how are you extracting the most important data not just sort of in general but the most important data to you um, maybe that's on hyper hyper local market data for you or maybe that's informing companies where they're going to expand their portfolios to or whether it's um, investment firms whether they're going to invest so it's a really fascinating vertical and something that I'm learning about but data is always something that's going to be around and it's going to keep developing so we'll, we'll certainly be tracking it. I love this. Well, all right. Well, I'm going to go back and listen to the webinar. Hopefully it's on demand somewhere. It is. It is. I'll send it to you after. (laughs) All right. We'll put it, we're going to put it in the show notes too. Um, I think that that's a really interesting point that you bring up, right? Which is that, you know, and generally just when an an industry is in its sort of like infancy, teenage years, right? Like there is so much tech out there. There's so much data out there and it is really hard to understand. Okay. Like, is this useful technology? Is this useful data? But I, I expect that that will sort of change as time goes on. And sort of, again, at the Shorties Awards, the winners will come rise to the top. Well, Paul, I, again, totally allowed to do shameless plugs on this. Podcast. <laughs> you have some really exciting things happening in 2023. And we just talked about COVID and virtual things. But these are IRL in real life events yeah. that are happening Talk to me because you've just partnered up with Skift, yes? Yeah, I mean, the, the next couple of months in our, our calendar, uh, I know there's so many events happening, it seems, but we've got some we had some really exciting announcements over the last couple of weeks. I mean, firstly, I'm, I'm not sure exactly when this episode is coming out, but in only a couple of weeks' time, we'll be hosting the, uh, the Shorties Awards again. Delighted to be back in person, and we're actually doing it. <laughs> We always find a unique venue to do it as well. So we've we've picked um, the Orbit, which is um, designed by Anish Kapoor as well, um, and it's this big twisty sculpture outside the what was the Olympic Stadium 2012, and fantastic views overlooking London as well. So we think it's the perfect venue for this type of event, and we and we really like that unique and quite casual vibe of this particular awards. Um, yeah. We'll be and, there. Don't worry. Oh, yes. Well, Eddie and I are a sponsor as well. So, yeah. again, we're right really there. grateful for the, for the support for that. And on, on top of that as well, we've um, announced just in the last couple of weeks that we partnered with Skift as well. Skift is a publication that probably all... all, or, all we'll put all it in the show notes if you don't know about it. <laughs> all, all, all of your listeners and viewers, I'm sure, are aware of, of Skift and, and the work that they're doing. And we partnering with them for two events this year um, in June they're hosting the Skip short-term mental summit I know some speakers are still being confirmed that Skip are doing most of the work for this one but we are um, partnering in terms of moderating and we'll be doing some interviews there as well so it feels like a big milestone to be able to announce this and really connect with some of the big leaders um, across the across the states and there'll be people coming across from Europe and elsewhere too and then on top of that we are going to be hosting our own inaugural summit in in November as well so we've already got a prospective agenda out there we've deliberately timed it as well um, to be the last day of world travel market WTM in London so we're really gonna you're gonna have these converging audiences maybe not solely in short-term rentals but wider hospitality and travel and 
I think it's just a really exciting development as well. So we're looking forward to, you know, presenting this, this new event in partnership with Skift, um, sharing insights, editorial expertise, and yeah, we'll encourage people to, to book tickets in the meantime and hope to see lots of you there in person as well. I love this. Well, you know, we'll be there and this is very, very exciting. I, I love the last one, right? Like it just encourages us to go a little bit beyond our four walls, right? Like Absolutely. To it, pop, bring in a few industries together. I, I don't know what you feel like. It's, we, we saw each other, as I said, at VRMA, but that COVID and, and, and lockdowns, we're still doing podcasts and, and Zooms, et cetera. It feels like such a long time ago. And that, that human bond and, and, and that, that in-person element, is we have maybe a, a newly learned appreciation of that real benefit of, you know, whether that's being there in the conference center and talking about products or news or whether you're just in the bar or just having a drink or something it's that's really important 100 percent, yeah no it's a game changer uh definitely to go to these events and be able to meet people in person and like you said probably see people that you've talked to before virtually or emailed or you know followed on twitter and then meet them in <laughs> real life and Confirm that they're not avatars in your imagination. Absolutely. We're not all quite in, not all fully in the metaverse yet. <laughs> not, not I can't predict the future, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul, I've had so much fun talking to you today. Um, we will we will get this podcast out before sh the shorties so that everyone can hear about it. And we're super, super excited to be joining you there in a just a short, few short weeks, days, whoever, you know, time. We're in the it metaverse. Is. Oh, no. <laughs> The time, I think the time is going to go by very quickly, but yeah, really echo what, what you say, Mariah. Really thank you very much for having us on the podcast and look forward to seeing you and, and lots of other industry people at the awards or at the um, summits of Skift. And um, please do approach us as well. We're happy to discuss anything related to the industry. I love it. I love it. All right, Paul. Well, thank you again. Thank you. Oh, hi, it's me, Mariah, again. I know at the end of the podcast, weird, we don't normally do this. However, I did want to put one more potentially shameless plug, folks, into the podcast this week. We, like I mentioned in the podcast uh, episode that you just listened to with none other than Paul Stevens, are super excited about the Shorty Awards on April 26th in Queen Elizabeth Olympic Park in London. Of course, the Shorties is an award ceremony. And I, I had to come back to tell you to brag just a little bit about my co-host, Jamie Lane. Jamie has been nominated for the Innovator slash Disruptor Award, Shorties Award, this year. I'm talking about Jamie Lane in case anyone was confused. And folks, I mean, this guy is always coming up with a new perspective for what's happening in our industry. We all at AirDNA pride ourselves on being very data-driven, but Jamie is really the brains behind the insights that come from our data, and he has helped thousands of folks, big and small, understand and make sense out of what's really happening in those trends in the market. I, a shameless plug, guys, please, please go vote for Jamie. He is the innovator disruptor of the year, I would say, in my book. And then also in another good bit of news, we also were nominated for the best ancillary service provider 
for our property performance dashboard. That is the brainchild of Jamie Lane. So not surprised to see it nominated in conjunction with his nomination. But again, guys, go cast your votes, babies. Vote for us or, you know, or whoever you think should win. Um, Probably us. Anyways, super excited for the Shorties Awards. Shout out to Paul Stevens and the rest of the gang. And we look forward to seeing you in London. All right. I promise now I really am done. All right. Bye.